This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good afternoon. What we're going to learn and uh, delve into is a major topic. It's not something that we'll cover in one sitting, but at least let's begin and hopefully we could get some understanding of this subject matter. Um, it will probably take us uh, a number of sessions. So let's jump right into the raging river of the topic we discussed. And that is, I'm sure, as children, um, and, and throughout the years, we've heard about the well-known Sambatyon River. We know it's some kind of raging river. Where is it? What is it? Is it real? Can we find it? Is it a symbolism? We also learn about the Ten Lost Tribes, that um, before the um, Golos, before the Chorban, about 130 years before the Chorban, uh, Sancherev Melchash came, he exiled the ten tribes. Where did they go? Did they come back? Where are they today? Can we find them? Nowadays, in, the, in many of the Jewish periodicals, thank you very much, um, they talk about various Shvatim. You have the Bnei Moshe, the Bnei Menashe, the Bnei Yisrael. The, who are these people? Are they in fact Jewish? Will the Asaras Hashatim return before Mashiach comes? Other Gemaras are Mashiach, they went lost forever. Do the Asaras Hashatim have anything to do with the Sambat Yon? And also we're going to discuss what this has to do with the people that we say on Shavuos Akdamas. Well, let us begin. Is there any mention on uh, of this river in Shas? That's always the starting point of any any discussion on any subject. It's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, Nafsam HaChem and Beis, where the Gemara tells us about Tornus Rufus. Tornus Rufus was the Roman governor of Eretz Yisrael during the reign of Hadrian. And he asked many questions to Rabbi Akiva. V'yav she'lazu sha'al Tornus Rufus as Rabbi Akiva. This question also Tornus Rufus asked Rabbi Akiva. Omar Allah, he said to Rabbi Akiva, Umayoyim miyoyimayim. Why is this day better than any other day. Meaning, referring to which day? Shabbos. In other words, what's so special about Shabbos? Why do you Jews treat Shabbos so specially? And how do you even know it is Shabbos? Like, Nehechi tasted Shabbos. Maybe you lost count one day. Amar Lohistur, And why are you special than anybody else? Why are you different? And how do you even know you're you? <laughs> The answer is, my master desires me. Hadrian chose me. Hadrian appointed me. That's why I'm special. So we keep it back. Shabbos nami demorit savi. Shabbos also our master has selected. Amale. So um, he's the officer. He's the Roman governor during the reign of the emperor Hadrian. Amale, so Tornus Rufus says, Hachi Kaminolach, this is what I mean to say to you. Mi Yemar Dehaidna Shabasa. How do you know today is Saturday? Fine, Saturday is special, but maybe today's Friday, maybe it's Sunday. Amarloi, Rabbi Kiva said, I'll prove it to you. Nahar Sabation Yochiach. The Sabation River will prove it. We'll see what that means. Bal Oiv Yochiach. The Bal Oiv. Now, Bal Oiv is someone who's able to bring up the dead. A Bal Oiv is only able to bring up the dead Sunday through Friday. Saturday, it don't work. And finally, Kivroi Shel Aviv Yochiach. 
The grave of your father will demonstrate it. Why? Because the grave of your dead does not bring up... The grave of your, father's, uh, of your father does not produce smoke on Shabbos. Every day, um, Tornus Rufus' father's grave brought up smoke to indicate that he was being judged every day. And Shabbos, it did not produce smoke. So, Tornus Rufus says back, Amarlai bezisai b'shasai b'kelalasai Basically, you've ashamed me. But what does it mean? Nahar sabat yoin yoichiach. Says Rashi, what is a sabat yoin river? Rashi says, Nahar echo shalavanim. It's a river of stones. All through Shabbos. It rages and it rushes. But on Saturday, it's tranquil and it rests. Now Rashi doesn't say it throws stones. It could just be it's a raging river that in its course of rushing, it shoots out stones because the rocks and the stones in the water are, are ejected. Just so you should know, there are three mentions of this river in the Medrash. Once in Bereshis Rabbah, Parashit Alf Oisei. Once in the Yaakot Shemaini, in Bereshis Remez Tezayin. And once in the Medrash Tanchuma, Parashit Kisim and Lamed Gimel. And in all three instances, there's one discrepancy that it has from the Gemara. And that is, it's not Sabation, but Sambation, the way we're more familiar with. The other discrepancy is just in the Shaklavatarya here. Let's just read one of them, Barashis Rabbah. Tornis Rufus, Harasha, Shalas, Rabbi Kiva, Amalai Mayumiyamayim. Why is today special? Amalayo Magvarman Gubrin, how are you special? Amar, he said, Ma Amrit Lach Uma Amartli. Tornis Rufus says, I don't understand what we're talking about. What did I say to you that you said this back to me? In other words, Say that again, it's not a response. In other words, what are you talking about, how am I special? You must not have gotten my question. So how did you understand, Rabbi Kiva, what I asked you? So Rabbi Kiva said back, you said to me, in other words, how is Shabbos different? And I said to you, and how are you different? So Tona Surfa says, the king wants to honor me. Amar avzu Amar the mountains, in other words, the stones of the Sambadion River will prove it. So Tornas River says, Am I a fool? Do you possibly intend to pull me along from something I cannot verify? You're bringing me a proof from Sambadion. You take me to the Sambadion, I'll see how it rages the whole week, I'll see how it rests on Shabbos, and then that will be a proof that, that there's something special about Shabbos. Don't bring me a proof from some kind of legendary thing that, that's so far, well, the Marzav explains, don't bring me a proof from something that's so far away from civilization that you can't prove it. Right? People, when they want to um, prove something that's not, they, they bring a proof from a Dabarachik that's not verified. This is the, med- the mention of the Sambadion in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, as well th- as three places in the Medrash. Where else is the Sambadion mentioned? It's mentioned two places in Zmiros of Shabbos. So for example, there's one of the, one of the Zmiros we say of Yabbos Kodeshu. Take a look, we say, So this is a sign that God placed between him and Amnesra. Uvashvi Asher Hoyel. 
Sambad Yoin Hanar, the river Samadim, Shabachol Yoim Rats Vinimhar. Every day it runs quickly. Yoichiach Boy Manoyach. It proves rest. Toshiv Lemin Asher Shoyal. It's a response to the Apikoras that asks. Obviously, a reference to turn the surface. Also, in the Zemiris of Shabbos, my office, we say, Devar Simen Toiv Lach Beman. There's a good sign with the man. Ve'oiz Degel. With Sambat Yoin Hamizgalgal. With the rolling Sambat Yoin. Bechol Yoin. Every day. Nach. In other words, Hamizgalgal. Bechol Yoin. Nach Ka'am Segel. It rests like the Am Segula. Yish Pesuvi Yishkoitu. Interesting. No mention anywhere is given. Where is this river? Rabbi Kiva says, Sambat Yon Yochiach. In Zmiros, we talk about the Sambat Yon. Where is the river? Comes the Ramban, and the Ramban says in the Pasuk in Hazino, Amarti Afehem Ashbisa Meyanosh Zechram. I said, Afehem Ashbisa, I will destroy from men their memory. What is this referring to? Amarti Afehem. So, the Ramban says, Amru Hamedaktikim, the Medaktikim say, Afazrim Bechopea, I will scatter them to every corner. Af Ahem, Lashon of Pea, Amarti Afeim, Pea we know is a corner, Afeim, I will scatter them to every corner. Vim came Yia Tam Amarti, so when, when the Pasuk says Amarti Afeim, that means God wanted to do that, but He didn't. I wanted to scatter them. The pasuk continues. In other words, had it not been the pent up angry anger of the enemy, I would have destroyed them forever. But says Raman, I disagree with this interpretation of Afayim. V'yaldati hi milomor My opinion is it's a compound word. Ka'asher hizkiru b'sifri. Like the Sifri mentions. Af, a, hem. Af, anger, a, we're, hem, them. In other words, in my anger I said, where are they? I wanted to make it that nobody will know where they are. Avotama she'ashisem b'makayim uv'inin she'yem gam ehem. God said, I, I made it, I placed them in a way that Goyim will say, where are they? Then nobody know, will know where the Jews are. There'll be no remnant of them. Nobody will know where they are. Now what's that talking about? When did God ever take Jews and put them somewhere where nobody knows where they are? This is a remez to the exile of the ten tribes. Shegalu l'nahar goizen. They were exiled to nahar goizen. Hu shachachamim koren sabatyon. This is what the chachamim called the sabatyon. Kinikra goizen milashon vayogez solven. Goizen refers to, uh, means removed. So for example, look in, look in number nine. When the Navi talks about the exile of the Aser Sashvatim, it says they were exiled to Nahar Goizen. Look at number nine. Bishnas Hatshias in the ninth year, Loishea. Lachan Melcha Ashur es Shomron. The king of Ashur conquered the Shomron. Vayogel Vayagel es Yisrael. He exiled Kalisol Ashura. Vayoshev Oisam. You know where he put them? Here's all we have. I remember 
Many years ago, someone once asked Rav Victor Miller, where are the Asar Sashvatim? He said, where they are? So no, he says where they are. They're in Chalach, Chavor, Nahar Goizan, and Orei Madai. Wherever, wherever these places are, that's where they are. The Pasuk we have... It would have to have been end of the territory that this guy was responsible for. Like, not in Africa or wherever. Well, Ashur certainly was a world force, was a world empire. Right. And he the took them... Now, Nahar Goizan. What's Nahar Goizan? The Ramban identifies Nahar Goizan as Sabatyoy. Ato Goizi Meirechem. God, you removed me from the womb. Ki ha'oimdim acharov. Anyone behind the Sabatyon River, Musarim Ibnei Adam, is removed from civilization. And why is it called Sabbation? Again, the Ramban gives it the same name as the Gemara, not like the Medrash. Sabbat. Shabbat. The people who live in that area, they call Shabbos Sabbat. The Karinoi says Sabbatim, they should be Sasser Bishabbos. Kiyoy Mashabbos, Bulashan, who? Sabbat. Shabbos in that language is Sabbat. Kasher, who? Arabic, just like as it is in Arabic. Vinohog, Bilshoinam, Lahoisif. Why is it called Sabbation? It should be called Sabbat. The rabbis. Of the Mishnah and the Gemara, they always make words yon. Like, Benog B'Sham L'Hoysef B'Tarim, yon, Azov yon, Chori yon, Mol yon. And nowadays, Jews like to say, Million. So, we always like to add yon, right? So, therefore, Sabbat is after Shabbos. So, where does Sam come from? In Arabic, Shabbos is Sabbat. No, 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 the Mem. Oh, the Mem? The Ramban doesn't have the Mem. I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll learn about it. Okay, now there are two versions of the Marmakaimais. One is um, the version you have over here, and the updated version, which which I don't even know if it's going out this year, has um, a different Marmak, and we're going to do both um, briefly. And they both come from the Sefer called Mikveh Yisrael. The Mikveh Yisrael was written by Rabbi Menashe ben Israel, one of the most interesting all-time Jewish personages. If you want to look at a picture of oh, him, I once gave this out many years ago on Parshas B'chukhoisai, must have been three years ago. Well, Rabbi Menashe ben Israel was born on the island of Modera in Portugal in 1604. He passed away in Middleburg, Holland in 1657. He was born as a Murano in Portugal. He was taken as an infant to Amsterdam who Amsterdam at the time was a very is a haven for many Muranos. Again, think about the year. This is a, in the year 1604. You would think by then Spain already cooled off. No. More than a century later after the Inquisition, his family, who was born in Murano in Portugal, taken to Amsterdam. His family openly returned to faith and embraced the name Ben Yisrael. He studied under Rabbi Yisrael and Rabbi Yitzhak died two years later. At the age of 18, Rabbi Nashib in Israel was appointed the rabbi of the Sephardic community, Neve Shalom. He received a very comprehensive uh, secular education. He's fluent in ten languages. He had great knowledge in medicine, mathematics, astronomy, was very well read in classic literature, and the writing of the early Christian theologians. It's written that Cromwell, that his interest in readmitting the Jews to England was kindled by the attention of the, in Puritan circles to Ramanash's work. In other words, when Cromwell saw that the 
Christian theologians were studying Menashe's work, he, and specifically his work called Esperanca di Israel. He had a very interesting group of friends, among which was Rembrandt. Menashe Menashe was very good friends with Rembrandt, who actually made an etching of Rebbe and he prepared the copper plates illustrating some copies of Rebbe Piedra Gloriosa Adela Estatua di Nebuchadnezzar, which is a Spanish work on the meaning of Nebuchadnezzar's statue. So Menashe Ben Israel wrote a Spanish work on Nebuchadnezzar's statue, and the, the, the illustration of it was prepared by Rembrandt himself. 1627, he founded the first Jewish printing establishment in Holland, and he employed a new typeface, which was uh, copied later by many European uh, printing houses. 1639, so three Sephardic communities in Amsterdam united to form Congregation of Ve Shalom. And who was the Rav? Rav Shal Mortera, a very well-known God of Israel. He was the Rav. He's only 35 years old at the time, right? 1639, yeah, yeah, correct. Reb Yitzchak Abuhav di Fonseca, he was appointed the assistant Rav. And Rav Manasha was only given a very minor appointment, and he did not have adequate income, and when a rabbi doesn't have adequate income, I'm out of there, right? He has to go, he decides he's going to go to the New World. He's going to come to America. In 1640, he's about to make the long journey over the Atlantic. He wants to settle in Pernambuco. Where is Pernambuco? Brazil. Brazil, which were taken over by the Dutch, was heavily Jewishly populated already in 1640. And uh, just then, the new community uh, engaged Rabbi Yitzhak Abuav as rabbi. In other words, as Menashe Menashe was about to go to Pernambuco, Pernambuco calls... The uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Abuhav was the assistant rabbi back in uh, mm-hmm. Neve Shalom. So Rabbi Nasha was offered to be assistant rabbi in um, Neve Shalom, and suddenly Rabbi Nasha's financial problems were solved. <coughs> 1644, the Parira brothers founded a yeshiva, Rabbi Nasha became the Rosh Hashiva. Rabbi Nasha was very anxious to have Jews settle in England because they had been expelled in what year? 1290, the Jews were expelled from England. And Ramanasha felt that the Jewish people's return to England would be the last step before the coming of Mashiach. He felt that before Mashiach comes, the Jews need to return to England. Why? Because only after the Jews were scattered to the four ends of the world would they be redeemed. And therefore, Ramanasha in Israel published a sefer, Spesti Israelis, which was his preeminent work called Mikveh Yisrael which we're, which we're about to read a piece from now interestingly in, uh, he published this work in 1650 in 1650 he writes that the American Indians were this is what I read were descendants of the Aser Sashvatim the American Indians this is what I read. It's printed in a very in a, in a reliable book. I don't know, but somebody happened to call me up this morning who received the email of these Marmakaimais and told me they did research on that for 40 years. When I told them this, they said it's a, mis, it's a misreading of what Ramanashim and Israel writes that the American Indians took him to a remote place where there were people who claimed to be descendants of the Ansar Okay, we'll have to look into that more. 
Now, the New World was Jewish, um, and it was the only barrier where um, the fact that, the only barrier to the to the European countries that were barred out of there. Anyway, this work, Mikveh Yisrael, raised a lot of interest among the Christian Protestant theologians, especially among the Puritans, because there was an English preface, and um, in the English preface there was an address made to the Parliament exhorting the members to consider the Jewish readmission to... The English Parliament? Yes. Now, one interesting thing, Menashe Ben Israel writes, you can look this up in Perak Tezvav, Mikveh Yisrael, you can look it up, it's on Hebrew books. He writes... Then when Mashiach comes, the first Jews who are going to be redeemed are the Jews of America. Okay, he wrote this in 1650. So the first Jews who are going to be, why? Because the Pasuk says, it says, He meant South America. Which America? I don't know which America he meant. Because he was going to Brazil. I think he meant actually this America. He said like this, because there's a Pasuk, he says, "Kili um, yikavu, islands will gather to me. Va'aniyos Tarshish barishaina, Tarshish will come first." And says Reb Nachman in Israel, Tarshish is America. Lamaisa the Targum Shivim says Tarshish is Kartiga. Where's Kartiga? Kartagena. It's in North. I think in North Africa. Anyway, 1655, Ramanashim in Israel travels to England. He brings with him his pamphlet titled... 1655? Yep. Didn't you say he died in 1654? No, 1657. 1655, he travels to England. He brings with him a new pamphlet called Humble Address to the Lord Protector. Outlying his argument to allow Jews to settle in England. Ramanashim was received very cordially and Oliver Cromwell uh, actually gave him audience and he w- agreed to him stopping short of granting his plea. However, um, because of the public opinion. In the following year, England declared war against Spain and the rich and important Moranos were in big trouble because they were Spanish, officially of Spaniard descent. And the only way they were able to, to, to remain safe in England was to proclaim themselves as Jews. And actually, England declaring war on Spain is what these, allowed these Jews to publicly come out, that they were Jews and not Spaniards. Okay, so basically a year later, because of the war of England and Spain, Cromwell allowed the Jews to stay on a temporary basis. Not until 1753 were Jews granted English citizenship. Who? No. Rabbanasha left England. He left England uh, after audience with Cromwell broken, penniless, and feeling he hadn't accomplished anything. And his son, uh, this was uh, intensified by the fact that his son Shmuel passed away on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Rabbanasha sailed with his coffin to Holland. So soon after his arrival, he himself passed away at the age of 53. And uh, he was well known as a great uh, orator. And let me share with you one thing that he writes, and then we'll, we'll have to pick it up, Mertz Hashem, um, after Yom Tif. Let's take a look at, in my version, number 11, but you don't have it on yours, something that Ramanasha ben Israel writes about the Sambat Yonavar. Because, by the way, he was very interested in finding the Asar Sashvatim. So if you look in number 11, Vigam Machsik Estevarov. 
Says Rav Nasha, you want proof to the Sambatyon? Adam Echad Hayolai Klei Zechuchas. I know of a man who had a glass vessel, Malei Me'achol Shabanhar Sambatyon, full of the sand of the Sambatyon. And for six days, the sand was flying around the cup. The sand could not rest for six days. And on Shabbos, the sand stopped. This is the testimony of, of Menashe ben Israel. And I will also testify that he's saying this is what someone told him. He said that my father told me, and he says, my father wouldn't lie to me, he says, a father to lie straight out to his son, it's impossible. He told me many times that in Lisbon, I guess, what was Menashe's father doing in Lisbon? Right, Rabbi Menashe was born in Portugal. He said that in Lisbon, there was a black man. He had a glass full of sand. And he went every Arab Shabbos to the street. In the street it was called Ravanava. I wonder if that has to do with Neve Shalom. Which is Rechov HaChadosh. And a lot of Muranos were there. The Kushi said, You ain't no Murano, you Jew, you Jews. And he would say, Close your stores. They would say, What? And he would say, Take a look at the glass. Take out the glass. And the sand, which was moving, suddenly stopped, and the Jews got frightened, and they all closed their stores. Right? I heard this from a very uh, reliable source. He saw another black man with the glass vase. And he would go in front of the mosques. And while all of them were bowing on the Friday, he would just stand there with the glass. With the, and then all of a sudden, and the, the uh, guard would come by. He said, what are you doing? And he got very angry at the black man. He said, you're, you're doing the wrong thing because you're strengthening the belief of the Jews. Without you, we would... He said, you're, you're questioning. You're questioning the faith of... He says, In other words, you're doing something wrong. You're, you're strengthening the, <coughs> the belief of the Jews. Are we saying that this is like an African river? Because these were... People that came from Africa? Oh, I don't know. He says, says Rabbi Nashim in Israel, I believe this is not the only ness that God performed for the Ten Shvatim, but rather Hashem performed for them many, many miracles. And let me just share with you one other thing, one other interesting halachic point, and we'll hold it over here. The Arzarua brings the famous Shaila. Do you wear tefillin on Chalamayid? Or do you not wear tefillin on Chalamayid? So he brings an amazing thing. He says, you know what? a great way to find out whether you should wear a tefillin on Chalamoid or not. Go to the Sambanyan River. If it's violent on Chalamoid, then you know Taka. It's violent on Chalamoid. You need to wear a tefillin. And if it rests on Chalamoid, then you know you shouldn't wear a tefillin. So you didn't say anything until now that the Sambatyo rested on any day other than Shabbos. You said it was going to rest on a Yatav. So it seems like, on, according to this, it rested on Yom Tif. Oh, and it seems, according to this, this might be a good way to find out whether, in fact, you should wear tefillin on Chalamoid. 
So if anybody finds out about where the location of Zion River, please let us know. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.